Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. It is no secret that my top manifesting hack is my daily use of subliminal audios. I mean, mostly because I'm lazy and I get to manifest in my sleep. What a goddamn dream. Who wouldn't love it? Subliminal messaging has been around for years. The Guardian published an article back in 2007 stating that scientists have found that subliminal messages leave a mark on the brain. And that's why everyone from Apple to Coca-Cola have infamously used it in their advertising campaigns. Subliminal stimuli are any sensory stimuli below a person's threshold for conscious perception, i.e. you think you're just listening to a relaxing piece of music, but boom, there are hundreds, if not thousands, thousands of powerful statements and affirmations beneath the music that you can't hear with your conscious brain. These affirmations can have distinct impacts on people's thoughts and behaviour. Choose from a range including perfect health, wealth and success, beauty and confidence, fertility, weight loss, meet your soulmate, peaceful and present parent, happy kids and so much more. Easily download onto your phone or live stream when exercising, cooking dinner, in the bath or my personal favourite as you go to sleep as part of your daily mindset practice. Go to francescaamber.com to get yours. Hello and welcome back to Law of Attraction Changed My Life. I hope you're having a great week. I have had a very up and down week. So earlier this week, I got fucking taken the fuck out by a vomiting bug. It crept up on me like the nanny was here. I was doing some work and then all of a sudden I was like, I need to lay down on this bed and just shut my eyes for 10 minutes. Fast forward a few hours like later and it's all over for me. It's all over. I'm vomiting everywhere. So I decided to sleep on the sofa downstairs. But then, of course, the babies want me in the nights. So then I went up and slept with them. They both have a habit or a tendency of sleeping physically on me. So Reva tends to sleep on my head, which is lols, as you can imagine. This kid vomited into my ear. Just let that sink in for a second because that's exactly what I did because I was asleep. She vomited into my ear, down the side of my face, 
onto my chest in my hair extensions. It was wild. (laughs) I don't think I've ever been more just like, oh God, it's the middle of the night. I myself am vomiting. So then to have other people's vomit on me was just very extra anyway. We're over it now. It's so wild as well. Like I have three children, two of them completely fine. And we all sleep together. Like we're all in very close proximity, kissing each other. Two of them didn't get it. Me and Reeve taken out, taken out by this bug. Anyway, we are all better now. We had to stay inside for two days. And then I took a little trip to um, Sainsbury's just to get out the house. Because, you know, when you've been in for a couple of days, you're like, oh, oh boy, I need to I need to get out into the fresh air. I need to see some daylight. So we went to Sainsbury's and had a little walk around. And I actually met a listener and she was like, oh, my God, are you Francesca? I was like, yes. And then I just talked to her loads because I just hadn't spoken to an adult for two days. So that was pure lols. Also, I had a little bit of a fucking win as well. So I used to do, what have I like manifested this week or what good things have happened this week? This would definitely be my thing that has happened this week that's good. Actually, I've had a lot of fucking good things happen this week, but that's for later down the road. My little micro win was I went to Sainsbury's and I wanted to get some all-in-one waterproof, um, you know, like snowsuit type things for the babies because it's getting really cold. It's fireworks tomorrow night. So I wanted to get them for them. So, of course, I end up going in. Sainsbury's have a whole load of pink leopard print. I end up spending about £150 on children's clothes. I don't know how this happens. This happens to me all the time. I just can't stop buying children's clothes. (laughs) I just love it so much. And when I got to the till, the lady said, oh, do you have a a nectar card? And I was like, yeah. And then I was like, oh, do you know what? I can't even be bothered to get it out of my purse. Like recently I just say, no, I haven't because I never get shit from it. I never get fucking shit from it. I've had a nectar card for 10 years. I've never redeemed anything. I've never had any value off coupons. I've never had shit from it. But I was like, there's no point. So she said, let me just have a check of your balance. You better believe I had £75 on there. £75? I was like, what? So my clothes haul of £150 all of a sudden was reduced to like whatever 75 of 150 is. I was like, oh my God, that's half off, isn't it? How insane is that? So yeah, I was living my best life in Sainsbury's. Anyway, this week I was very, very upset. Very upset because I saw something about a lady called Livy J., on Facebook and she's been like trending worldwide. So I'm sure that you've probably seen it, but she's a young woman who had two young children and was really struggling with being a single parent. She had like kind of asked for help a couple of times and she'd put on her Facebook page that, you know, she was really struggling. She never got a break. She couldn't even go to the toilet without, do you know what? The amount of times I've actually wanted to take a picture of myself going to the toilet, you should see, but I mean, I can't, right? You can't put that on Instagram. It's just not allowed. But you should see it. I go for a wee and I literally have three people either trying to sit on my lap, look down the toilet. I feel what she's saying when she's like, I can't even catch a break for one fucking minute. And I ended up looking on her page. Why do we always do that to dead people? We always like look through their page, don't we, to see like what clues were there. And she had asked for help so many times. Basically, she was a single mother. She was on her own with two young children. Her ex-partner had been very emotionally abusive, very controlling. She shared screenshots of 
her ex had like pretended to be child protective services and was like, this is an authority call. You need to call us. It's regarding your children. It just all weird, sick shit like that. And this poor woman died from suicide, I think just in the last week or so. And it just made me so, so sad because I think I've been watching a lot of Made recently on Netflix. Have you seen it? If you haven't, oh my God, it's so fucking amazing. It's all about the nuances of domestic violence and how actually a lot of people, when they experience domestic violence, they don't even know that they are victims of it because it's emotional abuse, it's coercive control, it's financial control, it's things like that. It doesn't always mean someone hitting you. It can be things that are so much more nuanced than that. If you haven't seen Made, I would urge you to. It is so, so interesting. It's so multi-layered. Oh, but it's clearly been getting to me because when I saw this thing about this Livy J, I just got so upset and she, and she put these posts saying like, when I go, please, someone make sure that my children are okay. And I just thought this is someone that clearly loves their children and they just couldn't see any way out. And when I looked through her posts, there was all this anger that she felt like a man, like the father of her children, should be providing this, that or the other for her. And that she was so lonely and that without a partner, she was kind of not really worth anything. And it just got me thinking about how so many people have said to me over the last year since I've been doing this podcast how much it's changed their lives how much it's helped them through really tough times how they've left a toxic relationship how they've left a job they've hated how it's literally transformed their lives and the first thing I always reply to people that say that to me is well no well done you for doing the work because it wasn't me it was you that listened to it it's you that made the decision to come on this path it's you that that decided to actually implement the steps I'm trying to share And I just started thinking about how the law of attraction and how these teachings could help women who are victims of emotional abuse, women that are victims of coercive control, because it's something that I think it's so difficult to not only identify, but to overcome. And so I'm just throwing it out there. I don't really have a point to me saying this other than that as this podcast grows and as I grow, I really want you to know that I really do want to be a force for good. And I know I do my monthly donations to charity and I kind of just do them to different charities, whatever I kind of feel is appropriate for that month. But I think rather than just doing that, I would love to focus my efforts on a particular cause. And I think for me, like women and children recovering from domestic abuse, um, emotional abuse, that for me is something that I just really feel called to and I really feel drawn to. And I think that a lot of mindset work would work so well for these women. And I think it would be incredible. So if anyone has any suggestions of any refuges that I could work with, I know that there's refuge and women's aid, but I really would like to work with like a local grassroots um, refuge that I feel like your money can kind of do more good because it's, well, obviously it's a grassroots charity. And let's not forget that two women a week who are killed by a current or former partner in England and Wales alone. Two a week. We don't even fucking hear about that on the news. Like we do not even hear about it on the news. It only crops up sometimes a little bit like the Black Lives Matter kind of movement when it reaches a boiling point. Like when the Sarah Everard thing happened, everyone got so angry and then it kind of dies down again. And 
we forget that women face this massive danger in life and that danger is dating. That danger is living with a partner. I have three daughters. I want to make sure that that shit never happens to them because as well as you raise a child and as much as you can raise somebody to be strong and independent, anyone can fall victim to this. Anybody. And so... Yeah, I'm just letting you know, I really feel like that's where my passion lies and how I would love to share this um, with that community somehow. I don't know how yet, and it's not my job to figure out how, but that is the direction I want to go in. And if you are sitting here listening to this, thinking, that's me, that's me. I'm one of those people in those relationships. I'm somebody that can't escape. I'm somebody that is struggling with this. You are your own saviour, you. Your mindset is going to be your greatest ally in getting out of this situation. So, I mean, you're already doing the work. You're here. You're listening to a self-improvement podcast. I mean, come on. You're doing the fucking work. But yeah, anyway, I thought I would just let you know that. Anyway, so what I was going to do today's episode about, I'm not doing anymore. So the next two episodes, you are not going to want to miss them. I am celebrating one year of my Patreon book club which I've also realised does not really have a name. So I'm creating a name for it (laughs) this month Um, because I've realised I just call it like my book club and it's not really a proper name, is it? Anyway, I'm celebrating one year. And so across two episodes, next week and the week after, I'm going to be doing how those books have changed my life. So all of the things that I've implemented from them, the best takeaways that I've taken from them, all the things that I've learned, well, not all the things, but just basically the highlights from each book that I've implemented into my life. Because I like to consider myself the kind of girl that walks the walk and talks the fucking talk. And I would hate for you to sit here and think, well, she's been doing that book club for a year. How's her life changed? Bitch, I will tell you. I'll tell you how my life has changed. Well, not now, next week. So anyway, on to this week, and I want to talk about why you should always be happy with what you already have. Now, I don't say this in the way of you should just be happy and content with what you have. You shouldn't strive for more because I ain't that kind of girl. You know that. You know that by now. I'm a striver. I like to strive. But there's a real nuanced difference between striving for more and being on the hedonic treadmill and never being happy with where you are. And actually being really content with what you have while still reaching for goals in the future and knowing that you can and will achieve more. So why is it so important that we're happy with what we have, even if what we have is not a lot? Well, if you're focusing on what you don't have, if you're not happy with it, say, for example, it might be your home. Say you're living in a one bedroom apartment and it's overcrowded because you have a child and they don't have their own bedroom or whatevs. You could be really focusing on the lack and how you don't have the space you need or whatever. But that is focusing on lack. And what do we know? Energy flows where attention goes. So the more that you focus on your lack, the more lack you are going to bring about. Now, if you were in that situation, and I found myself in that situation, and look, I recognize my white privilege. I do. Because when I was living in a one bedroom flat with my daughter after my divorce, I do recognize that I was lucky enough to own that apartment. It was worth half a million pounds. It was in London. I get it. I get it. I get it. But it was still the same principles. There are people that could have been, and there's people in my life I know that would have been in that situation and would have fucking moaned about it. And I didn't. I lived my best life. So focusing on your lack is only going to bring more of it. Focusing on the good 
will only bring more of that. You can focus on the fact that your roof doesn't leak. Your dry, and uh, do you know what? This maid, please, if you haven't watched Maid, please go and watch it on Netflix. It's so incredible. She moves into this apartment after she moves out of a refuge and it's got black mold and her daughter's like coughing, coughing, coughing every night. She's getting really sick. And it really just made me think like the whole atmosphere of this TV show is like, it's quite cold. I don't know whereabouts in America it is, but it's quite fucking cold. They've always got coats on and the little girls freezing because they have to sleep with their windows open and then they're cold. And I just thought, oh my God, like I'm so thankful that I have a warm, dry, clean environment for my children to sleep in. Like I'm so, and I genuinely, I don't say that in like a really cheesy way, but I was genuinely sitting there thinking, I'm so, so thankful for this. And so focusing on what you do have, even if you don't have enough bedrooms, even if you hate your Artex ceilings, even if you hate your skanky carpet, focus on the things that are good about that situation. Now, this could apply to anything. It could apply to your work. It could apply to your business. It could apply to your family life. It could apply to your body. Anything, if you are focusing on the lack of what you have right now, that shit is only going to grow. I hate to tell you it's going to fucking grow. But if you focus on what you do have, and trust me, there are always things to be thankful for in what you do have in any situation. So one of my favorite things to do, if ever I'm facing like a tough situation in my life, and it could be a really specific situation. So my brother-in-law recently was having a real crisis about his business Somebody was like trying to fuck them up. There was like massive competition, whatever. And I was like, do you know what? You need to sit down and write 10 things that you're thankful for about this situation. And he was straight away like, what? How is there anything I'm thankful for about this situation? It's shit. It's shit. That is a very closed mindset. There are always things to be thankful for in any situation. I personally, over the last year, have been going through a very difficult situation. And you better believe I have a gratitude list of 10 things I'm thankful for about that situation. And I read it to myself. It's with all my paperwork that I need for that situation. And every time I have to get that paperwork out, I read my gratitude list. So it's just a great thing to do. Now, this got me thinking about my career over the last 15 years or however long I've been working and how even when I've been in jobs I've hated, I've always, always been thankful for what I have and always kind of made the most of it and the best of it. And I would say now at the age of 36, I truly, apart from the fact that I'm just working on my own in my house, like, but that's going to change. I do recognise that at some point that will change. I will start going back to London. I will be doing meetings face to face. I will be doing things where I'm a lot more involved with people. But for the minute, it is what it is. and I'm thankful for it. See, um, But I think for you, it could be really easy to think, oh, well, it's easy for her to sit there and say that she loves her job. She gets to like work when her children nap and be a podcaster and get paid to sit and talk. Yes, I'm living my fucking dream. You better believe. But please believe it wasn't always this way. I didn't even get to go to university. So your girl had to hustle. So one of my first jobs was working for a big bookmakers. And I was just like an admin assistant, like a PA I fucking hated it. Like the nine to five life was not for me. And I was never even taught or it never even occurred to me to question that this maybe wasn't the path for me. Like it just didn't even seem to be a viable option that anything else would be possible. Um, But I sat at this fucking nine to five job that I hated, but I always made the most of it. So my sister 
had a PR agency and one day her copywriter was off sick and she's like, shit, we need somebody like to write this copy for this client. Fran, can you do it? So I was like, sure. I sat and did it and they took me on. They loved my writing so much that they took me on. I ended up having a little copywriting business. I would even go and do things like, because I wasn't paid much. I think my first ever job, I was paid like £14,000 or £17,000 a year, something like that. Which in London, I mean, half of that went on my fucking train ticket. And I just remember like I used to, I really got into doing features for magazines and newspapers. So like there's loads of websites. If you are young and struggling for money, I would highly recommend this. So there's so many like different outlets where they're looking for people to feature in magazines. So it might be, um, why is your Christmas going to be a really surprising Christmas? And it could be, oh, I'm going to dump my boyfriend on Christmas Day or we're, it's our first Christmas in our new home. Like things that you wouldn't even think would be stories. They get five or six of them together, five or six little case studies, and they create a feature out of it. Now, a lot of these would take me 10 minutes on the phone, which I do in my lunch hour, and then a quick photo shoot, which would be like, 10 minutes again like really really quick I remember once the sun came to my office and I was like I'm just gonna go and meet you downstairs because there's a Christmas tree downstairs in the lobby ran downstairs pretended I was going to the toilet went took three pictures in front of the Christmas tree and then ran back up and I earned like 600 pounds now when you earn 17,000 pounds a year 600 pounds to say like yeah I put my Christmas tree up in October or whatever it is they want you to say so that was always something that I really enjoyed doing. I did loads with like my dog. Honestly, they would just look for any random stories. Like, do you spend um, a thousand pounds on your dog at Christmas? Okay, yeah, I do. Like, what do you want me to say? Um, another one was I changed my life for 250 pounds. So I just said that I bought a laptop for 250 pounds. And it's when I was writing my book. And so I was really keen to get like free PR for the book. So I was like, yeah, I bought a laptop for 250 pounds. And now I'm a published author. You just turn the story into whatever it is that you need them to say. There was even one, I did one recently. I mean, let's not forget that a year and a half ago, your girl had no income and two houses and was pregnant with twins. And I was panicking. And I think one of my journalist friends, I can't remember which publication it was for. It might have been The Sun. I don't remember. She was like, look, we're looking for people to say that they spend what was it? I think it's you spend money on yourself for Valentine's Day. I mean, I've never, ever <laughs> spent money on myself on Valentine's Day. But I was like, sure, I'll say it. I will say that I buy myself a designer handbag. I was like, but you've got to give a mention to my podcast. You've got to do a link to it. And they said, sure. And they paid me a couple of hundred pounds. And I was like, do you know what? Needs must. It was great. We'll be back after a quick break. Hi, this is Ross, the host of Smells Like Humans. Each week we talk about the curious things that people do. Fans say it's like hanging out with your funny friends. If you like lighthearted conversation, personal stories, and a hint of psychology, chances are we are discussing something relevant to you. Like relationships, dreams, phobias, weddings, work, cults, a hundred topics and counting. Sometimes silly, sometimes serious, but always fun. Please join us, because no matter who you are, we all smell like humans. Please click the link in the show notes. So then I 
moved on to my next job and I worked for like this Indian lord. It was a very conservative, very straight-laced company. And it was so weird, but I basically had no job. My job was to sit there and do nothing. And there were like three or four of us that had this kind of role, which I mean was pretty sweet when you're out clubbing five nights a week and you're hungover. But it was fucking mind numbing. Now, instead of sitting there thinking, I'm wasting my life. I'm wasting my 20s. Like, what am I doing? I don't feel... Um, motivated. I don't feel all of these things. I inspired. I didn't feel any of those things. But what I did do was think, I'm really thankful that I have a steady income. I'm really thankful that I have a salary. That job enabled me to get my first ever mortgage and to buy a flat in London, which I think to date is still my biggest achievement in my life. Was like I feel like buying that flat at 24 or however old I was, like I'm so proud of that. And that enabled me to do that. It also enabled me to explore entrepreneurship without the pressure of it having to work. So I really started to like flex those muscles when I worked at this job. I was there for seven years in total, seven long years. And I started by doing um, these bikinis that um, I don't know if you remember on the only way is Essex. They used to have these bikinis that had fake flowers on them. You better believe I got on the first bus down to Dalston to all those cheap bikey shops. I went in, I bought loads of fake flowers. I bought loads of uh, bikinis from Primark and I started stitching, stitching and bitching all night. And I would make these bikinis and sell them on eBay. I also used to sell people's designer clothes on eBay. So like a couple of my friends were a lot richer than I was. And they had all this designer stuff and they were like, if you sell it, we'll just split the thing half and half. You can take 50%. And I used to love doing that. I then moved on to actually setting up my own online store called poochpooch.com. And it was all stuff for chihuahuas, all kind of things for small dogs. So collars, harnesses, leads, clothes, beds, little steps so they can come up on the sofa and stuff like anything you could think that a small dog would need. I sold it. And that was really my first real, um, what's the word, experience of like having an e-commerce store. And then I started my spray tanning business. I started it by just still working all day and then running my business every night. So as soon as I got home at six o'clock, I would work through to about 10 o'clock doing spray tan clients for about a year or two until it had built up enough that I could actually afford to quit my full-time job. And the book that we're reading in the book club at the moment by Lisa Nichols, she does say that always keep your primary income for at least a year when you are starting out a new business venture because to feel good about your business and for it to thrive, you have to be really positive about it. And it's fucking terrifying trying to be positive about a new business if that is your source of income, if that's keeping a roof over your children's heads, if that's putting food on your table. It's hard to be positive when you're coming from scarcity. But if you already have the knowledge that you have your full-time job, you have your salary, you have that income, and this is just a bonus on top, then it's just so much more likely to work. So please don't feel like you have to be living abundantly in your dream career right now. So many of us still worked at our day job for a long time before we quit it. So I know I've spoken about this before, but yeah, if you think it's easy for me to sit here and say, oh, I'm so thankful and blessed that I have this job now. Yeah, I fucking am. But I've always been in jobs I've fucking hated. And I've always made the most of it. Like when I think about it in my mind, I'm like, huh, that was really horrible traveling four and a half hours a day to my job in London when I lived in Essex, like doing a nine to five 30 in a job I hated in a silent office where I couldn't express myself, where I couldn't do anything I wanted. 
and was only allowed 20 days a year holiday. Like that was fucking rough. But at the time, even though I hated it, I really made the most of it and would always see the positives. So then we move on to living the dream, right? I managed to quit my full-time job and set up my beauty business. And I will always remember the day that I handed in my notice and a few people in my office were like, oh, what are you like? Where are you going to work next? Like, where have you got a job? And I was like, I don't have a job, bitch. I'm not going to work anywhere else, bitch. You're not going to see me in the queue at Pret at lunchtime. I am working for myself, okay? And it was such a proud moment to, I felt like I was fucking retiring. I felt like I was goddamn retiring because I wasn't just going to another office. I wasn't just going somewhere where I'd get an extra two grand a year. I was working for my goddamn self and what a time to be alive. And again, that business, beauty, incredibly hard, incredibly hard on the old body, doing spray tans. I mean, I would do four spray tans an hour for sometimes five or six hours straight. And I would do lashes for 14 hours a day. That shit was hard. But again, when I look back at the time, I was just so thankful to be there. I was so thankful to work for myself. I was so thankful to be able to work around my child that I just didn't care. I would always look at the positives of the job. Like I made so many good friends from my clients and stuff. And it's only now when I can look back with hindsight and now I'm doing this job, I can sit and think, fucking hell, like getting that train down to London, like when I moved here and like just doing 14 hour days, that was rough, man. That was rough. But I think this is the key is always being happy with where you are. Now, when I was in all of those jobs, I was always striving for something bigger and something better. But you best believe that all those years that I was working those jobs, I was living my best life then. I wasn't waiting to live my best life when this happened, when I reached this income goal, when I reached this many days off a week, whatever it might be. I was always living my best life every fucking day. And I was always so happy and grateful with what I had. And I truly believe that that is the key to acquiring more or getting more onto your path and getting into your alignment is being thankful for what you already have. And it doesn't just apply with jobs. You know, like I said, with homes, I've always made the most of those. When I was living, um, like when I say when I got divorced and I had to move back to London with my daughter, you know, that was a one bedroom flat above a pub that got very noisy on the weekends. And there could have been so many things for me to moan about, but I truly didn't. Like I actually was so proud of the fact that me and a toddler lived in a 500 square foot apartment and I used to Airbnb it. So I had to like put all of our stuff away every weekend. Like, I even did a video about it on YouTube about minimalism because I was so proud of it. And I never felt sorry for myself. And I never felt like, oh, my daughter deserves better than this because I knew that this was a short term sacrifice to get to something better. And again, I didn't sit there for that year thinking, oh, this is so horrible. This is so grim. We lived our best lives. I knew that we weren't going to live in London forever. I knew that that little moment in time of being a new divorcee and just me and my girl living in London, I knew that that was going to be a moment in time. That was going to be a part of our life tapestry that we'll never get back. And so I made that year as fun as possible. We got Shoreditch House membership. We used to spend every sunny morning we could up on that rooftop pool having breakfast by the pool. I mean, we literally lived our best lives. Did I still work my ass off? Yes. 
Did we still Airbnb the apartment every other weekend so that I could afford to buy my house? Yes. Did I do 14 hour days at the salon? Yes. But we still lived our best lives and we really made the most of that moment. And I guess that's another part of this is whatever season of your life that you're in, make the most of this moment, make it what you can. And I think I've spoken about this a few times before about how, you know, I'm in the season of baby rearing. I don't really leave my house very much. Like, Every night by eight o'clock, my children are in bed. So I have a date with my sofa. Like I'm just in my house most nights, apart from the very, very rare night I get out. But, you know, that is just the way it is. You know, I haven't been on holiday for nearly two years because it's just not a possibility for this season of my life. But it doesn't mean that I'm sitting here thinking, this is bullshit. I haven't got my freedom. This is terrible. When is this going to end? No, I've made the most of that and thought, what can I do for the however many hours a day that my children nap and that I'm sort of housebound, what can I do? Oh, I can tell you what, I can start a podcast, I can start a business, I can start a brand, I can work on myself, I can do all of these things. So no matter what is holding you back, don't focus on what's holding you back. Focus on what you can do in the moment now. You know, one day in the future, you best believe I'm going to be hitting you up on my Instagram with these plane shots with me flying here, there and everywhere. And I'll be living my best goddamn life, okay? But that time is not now. And that's fine. I do get jealous when I see people on holiday. But that is not for me right now. And that's okay. I've made peace with that. And I need you to make peace with whatever your thing is in this season of your life that you can't do. Sorry, I got a little bit off track there. I was talking about how this applies to your homes as well. But yeah, the house I live in now as well, I think I've made it very clear that I hated this house when I moved into it. I really moved here just because I wanted to get my daughter into a good school. I bought the cheapest house in the village. I fucking hated it. And then I had to live in it like it for a year because COVID. Um, But I have made the most of it. I've made the best of it. I mean, when people walk into it now, they're like, oh my God, this does not look like the same house. I'm like, I know, bitch, I know. And I was talking on my Patreon the other day about how sometimes we wait for like the perfect, like we wait until something's perfect for us to start living our best lives. And one of those examples was when I was doing the feng shui thing, I really realized that I hated my front door. Like my front door's really fucking rackety and old. And I'm having it all replaced. I'm having my windows and doors replaced like next month. And I wasn't going to decorate my porch for Halloween because I had this ugly old front door. And then I was like, no, I need to appreciate what I have now. I need to make the best of what I have now and start living now. Like I can't wait till next Halloween because then I'll have a nice front door. Like what kind of bullshit is that? So I went and got a command hook. I put it on my front door. I hung up an autumnal wreath. I did a little display of pumpkins and skeletons. And you know what? It made me feel great. Like Bo absolutely loved it. We got a shit ton of trick-or-treaters. I'm sure my neighbours appreciated it. And it really just is that feeling of living it now. You don't need to wait until you have your dream house. You don't need to wait until you find the partner. You don't need to wait until you have the money. You can live this life now. You can have the pumpkin. Have the fucking pumpkin. Anyway, whenever I come to the end of these, I always think, has anything I've said made sense or have I just absolutely rambled on? But my point is, if you are always happy with where you are now, whilst achieve, whilst striving to achieve more in the future and always striving for your goals, you're going to get there. It's only when you're not happy with your lot now. That's when the lack grows and grows and grows and we don't want that shit to grow. 
Anyway, thank you so much for joining me again this week. I truly love speaking to you guys. Like doing my podcast is honestly the highlight of my week. I feel like I'm having a night out. Um, That sounds a little bit sad, doesn't it? But hey ho, I have an exciting new addition to my podcast store. I now have official podcast tote bags. Yes, it is very exciting. The quality is incredible. I've had tote bags made before and I wasn't really happy with them. And this one I am so, so happy with. So they are for sale on my podcast store for $5.99 or to see if people truly listen to the end. If you put in the notes, I'm still listening. If you buy a gratitude necklace this whole month and you put I'm still listening in the notes, I will send you one for free in with your necklace. So so there we go. Don't say I never give you nothing. We also have our Christmas and New Year range of candles out and manifesting candles. So I know I say it every fucking week. It feels like I say it every week. But please, if you want to order these for Christmas, please, please, please just order in advance. Order now. Just go online and order now because we all know what the fucking post is like this time of year, especially if we're shipping worldwide. Please just order early because I don't need a heart attack on Christmas Eve with people saying my orders haven't arrived because you ordered it on the 23rd of fucking December and wanted it in Taiwan the next day. Okay, because it's not going to get there. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. Um, Please leave me a review if you can. Rate, subscribe, review, all that shit. Do you know what? I get a weekly summary of all of my new reviews and I don't often like read them, but I thought, let me just click on that shit and have a look. I clicked on it and I was absolutely overwhelmed by the quality of the reviews that you guys leave. It's not just like you've done five stars and said, yeah, I love it. Like the reviews were literally insane. And actually, now I'm thinking about it, I'm going to screenshot some of them and put them on my Instagram because they are incredible. Thank you so, so much for all of your, um, what do you call them? Like, no, not an accolade. What do you, for all of your recommendation? No, not recommendation. Uh, For whatever it is, support. Thank you for that. Honestly, they do mean the world to me and it makes such a difference for the pod. Um, you can also come and follow me on Instagram at Law of Attraction Changed My Life or uh, at Francesca Amber. And guess what? Your girl's got a website coming soon. Yes, the wheels are in motion. She's getting a website made. She's making big moves over here. Get excited. There's more to come. And like I say, next week, I'm going to be doing part one of the books that have changed my life in 2021. So get excited for that. I will see you next week. The law of attraction has changed my life. It's going to change yours too, bitch. Bye. What up, bitches? It's no secret that reading has changed my goddamn life. I think it's incredible that people put their entire life's work, their teachings into a book that often costs less than £10. It's incredible to me. And I am so thankful to all of the authors that have helped me on my self-development journey. And, you know, I have the UK's biggest self-development book club. There's over 3,000 of us reading along each month. But maybe you're thinking, Fran, I ain't got time to read. Who do you think I am? Barbara Cartland? No, you are busy. You are girl bossing it. You are living your goddamn life. And I get that. I see that. I hear it and I value it. And that's where Audible can come in. If you find yourself only with the time to be able to listen to something, but to not sit and physically hold a book, maybe you have a physical job like um 
cleaning or whatever, where you are using your hands, or maybe you're a crafter and you want to be able to just listen to something and to learn on the go, or maybe you're driving a lot and you're able to listen to a book, but you know, it's illegal to read a book and drive, bitches. Don't try it. Then Audible may be for you. I have a 30 day free trial that you can have a little go at and see if it's for you. You can download millions of books to your phone or to your laptop or whatever you fucking want and listen to it wherever you are. Um, So check it out. Um, I'll leave the link down below. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.